Hello, my lovelies. Now today you'll have to excuse me because I am on a absolute coffee binge. So if you hear me taking sips, please excuse me. I'm absolutely exhausted. Um, and in Melbourne, Australia right now, it is freaking freezing. So I am tucked up in my bed while doing this podcast today. Alrighty. So welcome back to F'd Up True Crime. Uh, thank you for reading, for joining us again. Um, if you're new to us, please make sure you head over to our social media pages, F'd Up True Crime Podcast. Um, we're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Tumblr. Uh, they're the only social media pages I really know. Um, all the other stuff is just ugh, too much for me, <laughs> me and my little brain. Um, also, don't forget that next week I'll be covering a seriously heinous crime. Um, it's the murder of Taylor McAllister, 22-year-old from Florida, that was murdered. Um, autopsy deemed as homicide um, by asphyxiation. But uh, the officers in St. Petersburg um, treated it as an overdose. Um because the, the suspect that they had was a millionaire and we're just wondering, you know, money might have talked in this instance. That's just my opinion. Don't know. Um, but we will cover that next week or this week. I don't know. It's Sunday here. So this week. Um, but for tonight or this afternoon, we will be covering the murder and dismemberment of little... Victoria Martins, an absolutely horrible case. Oh, it was at 4701 Irving Boulevard, Albuquerque, New Mexico. In New Mexico, the population is around 560,000. So if you think about it, it's actually quite small considering other cities have millions of people. And these, this city was filled to the brim with families, especially where um, Victoria lived um, in an apartment complex. There was a lot of families surrounding them and children. Um, absolutely horrible. So on the 24th of August 2016, so only four years ago, 10-year-old um, Victoria Martins was murdered, dismembered, oh, and also set alight. But to make matters worse, and it, to make it absolutely heartbreaking in my eyes, it was her 10th birthday that she was murdered on. Oh, um, so, we'll quickly delve back. Just one month before her death, her mother, 35-year-old Michelle Martins, was on the website Plenty of Fish, a uh, dating website. Um, it seems that this woman really went through the men. Um, disgusting human she is. But yeah, she she had some sick fetishes. Anyway, she went on... She went on to admit that she would go on these websites to find men to bring back to her apartment so that they could perform disgusting sexual acts with her two children. And she would sit back and watch for her own pleasure. Absolutely twisted. 
Who the fuck does that? I don't know. It's just heinous. And she should, you know, be hung just for that alone, in my eyes. Um, but it was on Plenty of Fish one month prior where she met 31-year-old at the time, Fabian Gonzalez. Um, exactly one, almost exactly one month to Victoria's death. But it wasn't till two, it was about two weeks after talk, starting to talk with him on Plenty of Fish, she invited him to come and live with them. I'll never understand people like this. I'll never understand people that, you know, get married after two days or want to get married after two days or change their names to boyfriends that they've just met and that they've just gotten with. Um, it's usually, if you find, you'll see, usually, I've seen this pattern, it's women that cannot be alone. They claim they can, they tell the world, I'm a woman, I can do this, I can do that, but they can't. They need to have a partner, no matter what. Doesn't matter how they treat them, doesn't matter how they act, as long as there is a dick in their house, they're happy. And yeah, it's always these people that just, do not give a shit about their children either. Um, if, <laughs> Michelle knew Fabian had a criminal history, but she let him move in anyway. Um, his criminal history only, not to make an excuse for him, but his it, it only um, consisted of a drug uh, arrest, which was later quashed by the court. So pretty much he didn't have history but who the fuck lets someone move, a guy move in two weeks after meeting him not even just a guy but a girl like i would not let anyone come and live in my house after knowing him two weeks hell my husband tried to move in his brother-in-law uh that wasn't gonna happen no no one moves in with me no one my kids are here i don't care how closely related you are no so <sighs> Michelle has also admitted to police that Fabian had been raping Victoria on a daily basis since the minute he moved in. This poor girl. And it also came out that he wasn't the only one. Um, it had been happening for a long time. So Victoria had been, and her little brother, had been in hell um, and living through hell. Um, one and then it was just one week prior to the murder that 31 year old Jessica Kelly Fabian's cousin moved into the apartment Fabian said that's it she's moving in but you know I'm not even sure that Michelle would say no by this point she doesn't care about her kids um, so Jessica had just been released from prison Oh, she needed somewhere to stay. Um, personally, I've only been able to find 18 mugshots of hers and the charges. But oh, there was two charges that stood out. So Jessica had been incarcerated and arrested for rape and assault on a police officer. Now, she knew this. She knew this woman was up on rape charges um, and didn't care. Just Fabian said she was moving in and she moved in. That was it. Um, and 
so Michelle pretty much didn't know these people, but she let them live with her. She let them live with Victoria and a younger brother, um, which I will not mention his name because he's underage. Um, and coming to we, I did find out that the little one he actually was at his biological father's house um, at the time of the murder. So he wasn't there to witness what happened, thank God, because that would mess a kid up forever. And who's to say that they wouldn't have done it to him as well? I mean, if they're capable of this, then what else are they capable of? Um, so on the 24th, Jessica and Fabian were seen carrying Victoria out of the apartment, but then they were seen later on carrying her back. Um there's some gross details about that coming, um, so be warned. Police um, were called when there was a fight that had broken out after Jessica began beating Fabian with an iron. Um, when the officers had been called in were on the scene, um, some have claimed that it's the worst crime scene they've ever encountered. Um, Victoria's body parts were in different plastic bags um, and before the police had arrived they were actually scattered across the apartment um, and in one bag contained her inner organs the poor girl um, the larger part because they cut off her arms um, and so the larger parts that couldn't have been uh, so they clearly didn't do all of her um, because the larger part of her body that clearly wouldn't fit into a plastic bag was then wrapped up in a blanket um, and when the officers had gone into the house um, when they entered they could smell and see smoke coming from the bathroom when the door was opened they found Victoria's body had been set on fire inside the bathtub. Devastating. Um, when police then spoke to Michelle, she told them that she gave that they gave Victoria methamphetamine to calm her down. Which, if anybody knows anything about meth, it does the absolute opposite. It fastens your heart rate. Um, and makes you a little bit crazy um, and prolonged use will have you uh, cause a heart attack or mental um, issues or death even so she said that they gave Victoria meth so that both Fabian and Jessica could have sex with the girl Okay, so at this point, when they had um, Michelle watched on, she watched what they did to her daughter, the sexual acts and depravity, it was disgusting, she sat and watched. She then went on to tell the, de tell the detectives that not 20 minutes after the pair had raped her daughter, she went on to have sex with Fabian. Oh, some people, my God. Um, 
when the autopsy report came in, it showed that Victoria had high levels of alcohol in her system, um, but no meth. So I don't know where, I don't know if she's a bit messed in the head. Apparently her IQ was very low. Um, so Michelle saying that she had meth, actually, it wasn't a genuine um confession that was made um they believe her death was caused by kelly holding her hand over victoria's mouth as she stabbed the girl but that was after gonzalez or fabian had choked the girl um the autopsy also showed that victoria had uh caught a sexually transmitted disease and it had been there and untreated for quite some time so we don't know who gave her the disease we don't know when she got it we just know that it was there for a while and she also had um there was trauma to the poor kid's rectum as well so she must have been raped um, in that sense as well um, the police also put out a timeline of events so at 4 25 p.m that day on the 24th victoria would had gotten off the school bus at 507 p.m fabian and michelle are at the apartment 605 p.m fabian took victoria to the gas station why i don't know 6.17, they returned back to the apartment. 6.30 p.m., Fabian and Michelle's phones are pinging up at Paradise Hills where they were buying marijuana. Um, and they had left Jessica to watch Victoria. Uh, you'll see discrepancies in this um, coming up soon. Um, so at 8.47 p.m., Michelle and Fabian arrive back at the apartment and Fabian finds out Victoria is dead. Um, and in this time, because they must have had her in the bedroom, because they actually made Michelle cook them dinner uh, as a distraction. And the gross part is that they sat down and had dinner together while this poor kid was dead in her room. Um, and then they put Michelle to bed. I don't know if they gave her something and put her to bed. Um, I don't know. But not once did Michelle go and check on her child, which pisses me off because no matter what, if I get up during the night, I still check on my kids. 18-year-old, bloody 15-year-old, it doesn't matter. I still go and quickly pop my head in. And she, she must have been high. At 8.48... PM, her body was seen being carried out of the apartment. This was from an eyewitness, one that hasn't been named, but did give a statement. Um, but then later on, they were seen carrying the body back. So I don't know if they just didn't find somewhere to bury her and decided to come back and dismember because it would be easier for them. Um, or if... Yeah, if they thought they'd be caught, not sure. Um, 
so pretty much straight away, Fabian and Jessica were charged with uh, child abuse, leaving leading to the death of death and sexual penetration of a minor. When a new collective of seasoned detectives came in to review the case after there was a new DA put in place in New Mexico, um, in Albuquerque, um, they came in and actually figured out that Michelle had given a false confession. Rare, but happened. Um, and her confession just didn't match any of the evidence or data collected. Um, both her and Fabian's phones had pinged far away from the crime scene at the time of the murder. Um, it's been wildly speculated that Michelle admitted to the murder because she's a people pleaser um, and that her IQ is very low and she just agreed. But then again, we've seen these cases where police and detectives badger someone into believing they did something and confess. Uh, I don't know if that's what happened here. Um, I don't know if that's why a new lot of officers were brought in, but it's it had my head, you know, ticking over. Um, and it was, it was very clear that she was nowhere near the crime scene at the time of the murder. Um, so Jessica's event, you know, you know, version of events is, of course, different. Um, she says that Victoria was in her room while Fabian and Michelle were out getting drugs, was in her room with the door open. Now, Jessica claimed, now this is going to change later on, but Jessica claimed at that period of time that she was hopped up on meth um, and hallucinating. And, yeah, she, she then claimed... Okay, she then claimed that a man had been driving back and forth outside of the apartment, which had scared her um, because she knew that Fabian had drug debts. She knew people were after him. Um, and remember that. Remember that I said that she knew people were after him and that she was scared. Anyway, an unknown man apparently knocked on the door, which she answered, which I don't know why she would if she was so scared. Um, and this unknown man asked for Fabian, but he used Fabian's nickname, which is Favo. Um, so she, she went. She says that she went on to tell him that it was only her and Victoria at the home um, at that time. And he walked in, went to Victoria's room and killed her. Jessica also says that um, the unknown man said to her, Fabian had fucked up and knew he had done so. And he instructed Kelly. This is, yeah, if it sounds weird, I'm just using what the statements had given. Um, instructed Kelly, Jessica, Jessica Kelly, um, that she and Fabian were to clean up the mess, aka poor Victoria's body, um, and that if they didn't, all of her kids would be next. 
the judge told Jessica um, that in with this admission, she had put Victoria's life in danger by letting him enter not only apartment the apartment, but Victoria's room. See, then Jessica goes on to tell the judge she didn't believe there was a threat. But, of course, we know that she already stated that there was a car going back and forth outside the apartment scaring her. Um, so, yeah, again, she's contradicted herself. She does a lot of that when you're looking at, when you're watching, um, not interviews, but pieces on this case. Absolute idiot. All three of them are idiots, but, you know. So, Judge Chris Schultz um, said in court, quote, I've been involved in the criminal law for over 30 years, and this is the most inhumane case I think I've ever come across, end quote. And it is. It's a, it's a fairly heinous crime, um, especially when it's a child. I just... Yeah, it becomes um, personal to parents when they see these kind of murders happen because we're, we're parents, we feel for that child, and it's automatic. Oh, unless you're like Michelle, of course. The community was not only outraged um, by this crime, but they were absolutely devastated by everything that had happened as you can imagine um, then the community along with law enforcement um, actually pushed for the death penalty to be restored in New Mexico um, for monsters like these three and even the mayor jumped on board like he wanted the death penalty brought back for cases like this um, not happened yet but if it does, I will update you. Um, all three then were further charged child abuse leading to murder and sexual penetration of a minor. So they had those charges, then they've gone to court, then they've had those charges. So, yeah, um, there was a lot of charge changing throughout this. Um, also, a male... A male's partial DNA was found on Victoria's back that did not match Fabian's. So this person with the partial DNA has been listed as a fourth subject in the case. But to this day, in 2020, not one person has come forward or not one person has been caught and charged. So still at large and of course the the partial DNA did not match anyone in the database so who knows Michelle could have had her daughter doing God knows what even though Fabian was in with her who knows she is sick twisted and oh just depravity oh right so after all of this, Jessica um, then calls an unnamed person um, from prison and says, quote, I wish I would have knew what the fuck I was getting into, dog. They're gonna fucking put me away for life, end quote. Um, and unfortunately, 
after all of this, it was because of the partial DNA found from the male that the charges of sexual penetration of a minor were dropped against both Fabian and Jessica. Disgusting. Because there was admittance and, yeah, I don't know what the fuck these judges are thinking. I don't know what the fucking prosecutors defend. I don't know. Um, so, June 2018, Michelle Martins pled guilty to one count of child abuse resulting in death. January 2019, Jessica pleaded no contest to many charges, including child abuse resulting in death, and she's even up on charges for dismembering a body. So interfering with the corpse um, is you oh, dismembering and interfering with the corpse. So um, part of this deal, though, that she pled no contest to is that she needs to give evidence against her cousin Fabian. Um, and because of this plea deal, she will never have to face a jury. Bitch. Um, and she's looking at 50 years behind bars, but still not long enough. Um, so after this deal was struck and Fabian um, had found out about it, he was livid. Quote, this is what he said on the phone to someone. They never name who they're on the phone with. Well, not usually. And same in this case, they did this one call. So after the deal was made, he became angry and he said, quote, I'm just upset why they let her even take that one. They should have said, uh, they should have said, said justice and took her to trial and found her guilty for what the fuck she did. End quote. Gonzalez to the Fabian to this day remains um, maintains his innocence um, in the charge of child abuse resulting in death and tampering with evidence. It was he claims he never knew. He it, he's still claiming right that. Um, he never knew what happened to Victoria, um, not until he was woken up while in the apartment. <laughs> and he, oh my God, here's the worst part. In November of last year, 2019, Fabian was let out on bail. Yeah, heard that right. Let out. He's on the streets now um, until trial. There was an uproar. And still is by the community for letting him out. They even went on a protest outside the courts. Um, and I mean, we're four years from this murder, and Fabian's trial still hasn't happened yet. So then back to Michelle, the mother. So knowing her prison calls are being recorded, Victor uh, Michelle Victoria's mother. And her parents, Victoria's grandparents, are making sure they don't say anything incriminating over the phone. And this is how pathetic they are. They've even developed a code to speak in when on the phone. So here's a, here's a conversation between them. Michelle, hello, hi, 
Michelle's mother. Hoppy lop o Michelle. Op hopper tip top uh, loppy dop o y nop. Yeah. That is the conversation they had. Totally fucked up. I can't believe it. Uh, but on some of these calls that I listened in on, it's clear Michelle cannot keep up with whatever is being said to her. Um, she goes quiet when asked if she understood. She's, uh, um, but that could all have everything to do with her IQ. Um, her parents even speak to her every week without fail, and they also go to see her in prison once a week without fail. I can't get over the fact that her parents are still engaging with her after finding out that their daughter admitted to going online to find men to sexually abuse her children. At one stage they were denying they'd heard this, um, but they have heard it now, but they're still defending her. Um, the whole thing's utterly disgusting. It's like they think it was okay for her to do, you know, it feels like they're they just don't give a shit and in my head all I can think of is if they don't care then maybe they're deprived they're full of depravity themselves because she must have gotten up from somewhere because what kind of grandparents I mean we're all shocked that the mother would let this happen but what kind of grandparents would defend someone it doesn't matter who it is, daughter, son, whatever, in basically prostituting their grandchildren out under the age of 10. I just, my, it, my brain wants to explode even thinking about it. And they are just pitiful in my eyes, absolutely pitiful and disgusting. Um, Honestly, I'd go out there to them with pitchforks, but, you know, oh, then they'd just land me behind bars. They're, they're just rank. Um, M Michelle now faces between 12 and 15 years, but it has been said she could even be out in seven with good behavior. Seven years for being charged with leaving her child with Jessica, a person known to police for rape and police brutality. So she is probably going to get the shortest sentence out of all of them. And it's nowhere near enough time. Um, honestly, I absolutely hope that these petitions get somewhere and that the death penalty is brought back in New Mexico for, you know, this case. Well, I know it's going to be for others as well, but this case in particular, um, because they all deserve death and they all deserve to, uh, they, they need to all be sent to trial for a death penalty um, hearing, every single one of them. Um, and then uh, it was an absolute circus because Jessica's sister, Crystal Kelly, well, she did attend her sister's court hearings, but she was kicked out 
on one occasion, probably more than one occasion, um, yelling, I'm going to get you, Michelle. Um, Crystal has a very lengthy criminal history. Um, and after Victoria's murder, um, Crystal backed her sister up 100%, regardless of the charges, regardless of her sister being put in for jail for rape, regardless of brutality, did not care. Um, and when she was on a phone call, she told her mother that um, even though they were being housed at the same jail, Crystal and Jessica, um, the guards had been going out of their way to keep them apart. Um, they did not want these two sisters together. I'm guessing it would just turn into hell if they did because their attitudes are, you should see them, it's absolutely disgusting. Their attitudes are, I'm amazing, you know, I'm, I'm the tough one here, or I fucking run this jail. Could you imagine two of them? Ugh, no. Um, so, and she claims Jessica had nothing to do with the murder, even though she wasn't there. Um, in one call to someone we don't know, she says, she, talking about Jessica, wouldn't hurt a kid like I know my sister. She wouldn't hurt a kid. I could see her maybe try to get rid of a body or something after it's done, but I don't know. End quote. Really? You could see her getting rid of a body? How is that? How does that make her not guilty? At all? If you can go and dismember a body and hide a body, then you are capable of absolutely anything. Uh, anything. Fuck knows what you would go and do. Because if you can dismember a child's body, put organs in bags, put body parts in bags, and then try to set it on fire in the bathtub, then you are fucked up. And then, you know what? It just makes her crystal look like a fucking idiot for thinking it would be okay. Nope, she didn't kill her. She might have hidden the body, but she didn't kill her. How is that okay in any book? It's not. Idiot. Ugh, hope she never sees a light of day either. Again. Um, but in another police report that came out, um, it says that the night of the murder, Jessica was acting weird. Um, she then asked Fabian if he believed in Jesus. This is after the murder, by the way, um, in the apartment. And she said, yeah, she said, do you believe in Jesus? And then got an iron out from nowhere and began beating him with it. Like he's got a real shiner in his, um, his eye is just black and blue in his mugshot, which only makes me chuckle when I see it. Um, but yeah, this was after all of this. And as stated before, that was when the police were called. Um, by a neighbour. In this new call that Jessica has made from prison, 
um, to someone, she has said, I wasn't even like I was like, no, fuck, no, I'm not doing those shots. Okay, apparently this is talking about meth, I've been informed. Yet her statement to the judge in the beginning said that she was fucked up on meth. Idiot. So, <laughs> the worst part is, is because the stories aren't straight, you would think that they'd get more time, but they don't. It's less time because there's no um, evidence, because the stories keep getting changed. Judicial system is fucked up across the world. Fucked up. Um, so while doing this case, I've been doing it probably only the last 24 hours, this case really screwed with my head. Reading page after page, trying to read it in order, trying to watch the news reports um, in order, it was all so freaking hard to keep up with, unlike other cases. This case had me messed up because it was so hard to follow because due to the changes in stories that kept coming up, changes in statements, and then it felt like they were continuously changing the charges on three of them, you know, dropping, putting forth, dropping. And it was, it was, it was hard to follow. Um, yeah, ridiculous. Um, oh, but coming to the conclusion, um, Jessica honestly believes that she will be out of jail soon. Um, Fabian's trial hasn't taken place as yet. I was told that it was for this year, but with the, um, everybody being in quarantine across the globe, um, courts are only doing video links and when it's a big case like this, they usually like to have everybody in the same room. So we could even be waiting to see the end of this case, um, finding out what these disgusting people will be um, sentenced with, probably not till next year. So which means that Fabian is out walking the streets until then. He's probably thrilled that this um, pandemic's going on absolutely thrilled because that gives him longer time to yeah walk the streets um so but um jessica will not get her sentence handed down to her until fabian's case is over and done with um because she needs to before being sentenced she needs to complete her obligations um, according to her plea deal, which is to um, make a statement against her cousin um, and Michelle. So she's sold out on both of them. Um, I believe she, uh, personally, I believe she killed her. Um, and when there's no remorse, they, they of course, plead no, not guilty. And then they'll take a plea deal. Because they know they're fucked up, but they don't have um, the mental capacity to feel bad or ashamed. There's none there because they're just so depraved. Um, so now, because of this case isn't closed, 
when we do get word that Fabian's trial will go forward, um, I will do an update on this podcast because I want to see how this ends. I want to know what each of them get because um, it was said that Michelle will get between 12 to 15 years but seven with good behaviour, but she actually hasn't been handed down her sentence as of yet. Um, so I'm guessing that maybe she's in the same, uh, what is it? Oh my goodness, today, tell ya, I could go to sleep right now. She could be in the same, um, on the same path as Jessica with, she might need to testify against Fabian because they're all claiming he did it. But, you know, Michelle's claiming both of them did it, but, you know, it was proven that neither Fabian nor Michelle were at the place at, at the time of the murder. So I don't know how this will all pan out. Um, but I will, up, like I said, I will update you when it goes to trial. Um, as, and just, I want, poor Victoria, this little girl did not deserve what happened to her and her beautiful little face is just heartbreaking. Um, I will post the mugshots and the photos celebrating Victoria's life, not the mugshots, beautiful photos of Victoria, um, up on our pages, as I said, effed up true crime on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Tumblr. Um, and yeah, come back and give us a go or listen to um, when we cover the Taylor McAllister case, um, the 22-year-old. I have prison um, interview video. I have police interview audio. Um, I have confessions. I've got... There's just so much. Uh, this girl passed away and then they just dumped her body in an alley and ran her over when doing so. They just dumped her out and they were in such a hurry that she had tire marks tracked on her um, when she was found. So, yeah, come back and... Because we want this case, this case needs to be back, put back out there. Um, because a cold case from 2016 is fucking ridiculous when we know who did it. I will have to say allegedly a lot. Um, I know who did it. I know what happened, which you will see for yourself. But the word allegedly is going to be going around a fucking lot um, while discussing this one. All right, thank you everybody for being with us and please check out Victoria's photos up on the website or the, the social media pages and just give her a share just, just so that she isn't forgotten because someone's got to be her voice, someone's got to show the world what these people have done. And I'm only one person. I will try. I For these cases, I try to do as much as I can. Um, and it's, yeah, like I said, it's only me. Um, 
but thank you for joining us and we will i'll probably do one tomorrow but then it'll be a few days while i get the McAllister case together um and i will speak to you all then bye